Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Tom Gallo, and today I'm joined by Ian Jacobs of Monograms. And I'm also joined by co-host Eric Speck. How's it going? Ian Monograms released a new record called Only a Ceiling Can Stay Inside Forever. Which... We're, they're trying to prove if that's true or not. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so what was the experience of writing this record like in quarantine? This is something you primarily worked on during the pandemic. Was it something that you had started working on beforehand and then the fact that you had so much free time and isolation sped up the process? Or was this something that really was completely created from those circumstances that you found your yourself in? Well, I mean, when I started really, like, digging into to the songs, really, and, like, really, I wasn't thinking of making an album or anything like that. Some of them were some ideas that were kind of floating around in my computer. And then it... Honestly, it was really just like I had so much on my mind the way that I think a lot of people did. And I had so much free time just out of boredom and not like trying not to go insane, especially with not not being able to play shows and not being able to do the stuff that we all normally do. I found myself, you know, recording a bunch of stuff every night and just eventually, you know, I it sort of like mushroomed out more into like an album, but it was, I, I would say, you know, 80% of it, something like that was all recorded just in those few months from when everything sort of got like locked down in New York, um, until it came out. And the experience of that was really cool just because I don't know, music's kind of, you know, kind of a coping mechanism for a lot of people for a lot not just musicians but listeners too but that's definitely what it was for me it was like things got so fucking crazy and weird in new york when everything really shut down and in in march we're like i don't know it felt very dystopian very (laughs) post-apocalyptic and having that outlet was really cool like i said especially with all you know everything that happened in the months after march with like all the social injustice stuff and then like the as like this election started to i wasn't thinking of making an album or anything like that i was really just trying to trying to do something fun or positive with my time yeah, and it seems like it was a really fruitful, creative period for you in very condensed manner. Have you ever approached writing and recording a record like that? Or have you typically been the type of musician to maybe spread things out a little more? I usually write things fairly quickly in chunks like that, but I've never done it like in isolation. You know, you like... You, again, like I wasn't thinking of it in this way when I was doing it at all. It just kind of broke that way, which I'm glad it did. You know, you read about, 
you know, some of your favorite musicians getting to like go to some cabin in the woods or some studio like away from everything for months and sort of like just think about that kind of a thing. And I'd never done anything like that before. I also- Do you think you, you like this writing method now? Is this something that you were like, you want to pursue this again in the future? Like this worked for you? Like this kind of isolation, fully intensely focused is, you know, a better way of writing? I don't know. I don't know. I really can't say. I mean, I don't know. I think it just depends on the moment. You know, you know, I don't know if I would, if I would be able to do it like that again, because I also think that part of what inspires everybody is like going to show, you know, going to shows is a big part of like what's inspiring for a lot of people, you know, whether it's big concerts or small ones or whatever. I've never lived in a world where that just stopped. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like that, that, I guess the short answer is I don't know. And the longer answer is I hope not. I hope that, <laughs> I hope that things get a little more back to normal soon. And you start to get a little more of that like influx of things, but it was, it was cool for what, what it was. It was, you know, it was, it was this record. It was, it was just the way it kind of worked out, but I don't know if I would consciously try to do that again. Yeah, because it's interesting because in keeping up and following monograms for the last few years, the project has really evolved as far as the lineup and how you wrote and recorded songs. Originally, it was primarily your solo project with you doing everything, and then you kind of solidified a more consistent lineup of a band for Living Wire yep. last year. And now it's basically back to, for this record at least, you doing everything yourself, writing and recording everything at home. What's that been like to have monograms go through all these different phases in such a short period of time? I mean, that's a great question. I think that it's been part of the roller coaster of just figuring out like what this project is. Again, I mean, when I when I started this particular project a few years ago, like I didn't think it was going to be a band or anything like that either. I guess that's just the way I kind of do stuff sometimes. And then it's definitely been a little bit crazy at times, like figuring out, you know, what that balance is. I think every every musical project or every band has its sort of like chemistry that makes it work. And I think just like a little bit of that, a little bit of that like, um, sort of like letting go and just like, you know, the lineup constantly changing or, or, or it being a solo project versus it's just a little bit more of like a, it's definitely my thing. It's definitely my personal musical endeavor, but it's been more of a, more of like finding out what it is and just kind of letting letting that stuff happen. I played a lot of solo shows at the beginning and stuff like that and that was really cool. And I think I just I got kind of sick of that. I was like, "Oh, I want I want to play like on bigger stages and play some different stuff or use less drum machines or less tracks." So I just kind of like went in that direction. And it's kind of funny that like the full circle made it sort of happen like back to the beginning kind of. And so what I also found interesting and really liked about the record was it's dark. And it's funny because I thought Living Wire was a dark sounding record, but I actually think this is darker yeah, sounding. 
to be fair, a lot of horrible <laughs> shit has happened since the release of Living Wire uh, last year in 2019. So I'm just curious specifically because there's a lot of references and discussion of current political climate, uh, the pandemic, and social unrest that was all happening and is still happening. I'm curious what in particular inspired you uh, thematically for the record and how that also shaped the the sound of the record too. Well, the, I mean, the title of the record even, you know, it was like, it was like this phrase I kept kind of joking around with like with friends and like to myself that was like, you know, kind of like how it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a metaphor for all the horrible shit that's going on, like you said, or like all the skeletons in America's closet that like need to be pulled out or like, but it's also a metaphor for the pandemic. And I just kept saying like, how long can this go on? Like, I'm not that kind of person. Like I'm just not a homebody. So I think that was like, again, like it's double entendre. I think that was like the scope of, but again, it was just like a, a jokey thing that I kept saying to myself, like, how long can we just like not, you know, not have freedom anymore, like not be outside anymore, like not do this. And it was just like a a jokey thing that I started saying to myself. But as far as the actual content, each song, because again, like some of the songs came out of like, all right, let me, you know, mess around with this instrument or do this or this drum machine. And some of it was just like words that I was writing down. So each each song is about something really specific. All 14 tracks are about like a specific thing that was kind of going through my head or going on at that time. Sonically, I agree with you that it sounds darker, but it's like a darker time probably. And uh, I don't, I mean, that just sort of happened that way. Have you, since you recorded it all by yourself at home and wrote it all by yourself at home, how do you see these translating to the live setting? Are they something that you would do solo with a, a drum machine or, or beats like they are on the record? Or do you see yourself fleshing it out with the live band? The more acoustic ones, probably not. But the other one, I mean, the other ones, I, we did a live stream thing and my current, the current lineup of the band, you know, figured out two of the songs already. We've got, again, like, as this process has been going on and like a little bit of that, like, you know, okay, we might not be able to represent the drum machine exactly, but like, there's a way to work this out and sort of like letting go of all that, all that, um, you know, that precious stuff I was talking about. We've already figured out a, a bunch of those songs, and I think they could translate fine live. They just might not sound the same, but it's de- it'll definitely be the same song. The acoustic one probably only do solo, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like how you worked in those acoustic uh, tracks on the record. I thought it represented the the kind of dark sound you were going for, but in a different a totally different way as well yeah i mean i i just i i like it when you know bands or artists i like are able to create like a, you know kind of like mosaic pop with a record and 
you can do kind of like an about face even from song to song or record to record like I again I don't think it's like a better or worse thing I just like it when artists are able to do that like you know like Beck or something like that or even I feel like Tame Impala is really good at that at like sort of like change making it them but like changing up the sound in a way even from song to song sometimes I just think that's that can be cool so I don't know I, I definitely you know some people were unsure about putting some of that acoustic stuff on there <laughs> like people that I played it for and stuff but I wanted to do it because it's just like what I was in the mood for so j- just as an example tire tread is that just you wrote it acoustically and decided I like the way this sounds I'm gonna keep it like this and you didn't feel the need to like tweak it or anything like that that was a song that like i had been messing with for a little while but i never solidified like you know exactly what it was about or like how to execute it and i don't know like i said you know sometimes a song takes like two years to write sometimes you know you keep you're like oh i need to add a guitar add this or add that like that one the way it was it just felt done just as it it was you know it's like even if you go and you try to you know sometimes adding stuff is adding sometimes stuff is subtracting too or like pulls away attention or stuff like that so i don't know just felt done it's funny with that one i'm always like constantly thinking what can i add to this song what can i add to that or like maybe i should add a synth part to this song or that song and uh with that one like i never i i was like that's just the way it's gonna be yeah, did you even attempt and it didn't feel right, or you just no, like this feels I, perfect I never, the way it is? I never went into that one to do anything because it just felt like, like that's just how it was supposed to be, I guess. Yeah, another track I really like is uh, Lines, oh, yeah. which features Cat E yeah, on does. vocals. I'm curious how you approached collaborating during this time of isolation and how you were able to make it happen and the the way your vocals the interplay between your vocals is really gorgeous so it's an awesome song thanks man thank you so much yeah i mean she's super talented and and an awesome person and a friend and i had the idea as it started to be like to become more of an album. I had the idea, I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to do some, you know, some kind of a collaboration somewhere on the record. And uh, and that song, what it ended up being about was sort of, was like about inner monologue. There's an element of like inner monologue about the, about the song. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to to ask Kat to, to do that, to like also sing on it, make, turn it into like an actual duet. And, uh, I wrote to her, I sent her the song, which was like pretty much already finished. And uh, we just had like a quick phone call conversation about what she could do on top of it. Or like, you know, harmony or like any of that stuff. And uh, I think maybe we talked like once or twice, you know, a week or two later, I just like had all her isolated vocal tracks. And I just like, you know, slugged them all in added it to it. it was again it was just like one of those things that you know some some songs you like have, you know wrestle into submission a little more but that was something that just came together like really naturally really easily it was just like i put it in and i was just like yep that's what that's supposed to sound like 
Awesome. Yeah, it's a great track. And the lead single, tell me a little bit about yeah. American Dreams. That was the first song everyone heard yeah. from the record. And it's really cool lyrically as well. It's really great. Dives into kind of our complicated history here in America. Tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it's about. I just, it's a topic I've always kind of thought about, just about how, you know, there, there's, a, I, it's not like it. It's funny because a few friends of you mentioned it's not like an anti-America song in any way. I just think that America yeah. right now is going through this like really fucked up weird period. I think things have always been fucked up and I think that's that's why it's like we're almost like going through this strange technological or and like social adolescence cuz you know it's a, we're only 200 years old as a country and we sort of have like this really checkered like awful past that we've never actually like confronted in any way you know i don't i don't i don't know i just remember like being like 18 or 19 and being a little more aware of what christopher columbus actually did like who he actually was and i was like wait what like that's like that's really fucked up and i didn't even know i just didn't know you know that it's like it's this weird like dark closeted past or you know all, all that stuff so the song is really just about you know the the ideals like the idea that is america has never really like fully been realized and maybe that that there's actually a lot of lies that are in the foundation of who we are and not that that's good or bad i just think like for again may, may i you know i'm not a historian like i'm not an expert i'm not a college professor but it was just something that I had been thinking about for a while, you know, my life. Yeah, yeah, it's totally spot on because it's it's very relevant because that's something that I think as a society we're doing, we're re-examining the history of our country in a more, through a more critical lens, which is important to do. Yeah, man. My wife is Puerto Rican and I've spent so much time in Puerto Rico and like the stuff that I've learned about, not, not even their history, but like the stuff I've learned about, you know, what still goes on there now, like the way they're treated like second class citizens. And then you do dive into the history and things that that have occurred in just the way that America does treat certain groups of people like second-class citizens, but it's in our constitution or it's in our Pledge of Allegiance, you know, land of the free and, you know, separation of church and state and like all these things that maybe never, you know, never really happened. I was going to say like, how do you go about writing a topical song? Is it something that you start out with the intention of saying like, times are fucked up. I just want to like really focus on lyrics that will, you know, speak to that. Or is it, you just have a turn of words in your head and it just spins outward from there. And it's like, you know, less plotting and more organic. I don't know. I think it really depends on the song. That one was one that came together quicker. There's a great, speech by James Baldwin that I don't know if you guys are familiar with James Baldwin or not, but there's like a really fucking amazing speech that he gave to, I think it was the university of Oxford in like 1964 or something like that. That's about the, 
idealness of the American dream and how that affects people that aren't white. And I wa I watched that, and that was sort of like in the back of my mind as I was writing that particular time. But every song is so different. And like I said, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not like a. I'm not a zealot really in any in just about stuff like that. I I don't claim to be an expert about it or anything. It's it's really for me. It's more like as a as a coping mechanism, I think, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm sitting back and like, holy shit, like, the world is really fucking, really upside down right now. Like, feels really fucked up. Like, what do I, what do I, the only way that I sort of know how to deal with that is to make music, I guess. So it's like a personal expression rather than like a polemic, you know, it's not like a, a, a stance, you know, where you're, and, and to that end, like, do, what are your favorite kind of artists, or who who are some artists that you like that do that? That like can write topical songs without being didactic. Well, I, I mentioned Beck before. Like, I think he's a really smart. I don't. I'm not crazy about his last couple records, but like, there's a handful of like seven or eight records in there that I think are like so poetic, almost like the Bob Dylan of that generation. You know what I mean? Where he just like hit a nail you know right on the head like able to like twist phrases and say things without without saying it you know what i mean and i think he's really good at that i mean i actually listen to like a lot of hip-hop um i don't think that really comes to maybe it comes through in my music a little bit but um run the jewels i think are like amazing i i just really love like everything that they do sonically and the music and I think they're able I think hip-hop as a platform too it's like I just think like the cadence of the music and the the way that it's stripped down and the way it's just built and it's like a little bit easier to formulate some of those things that we're talking about you know what I mean it's like it's just less like emotive and less like ethereal where you know there's less yeah feelings involved me i don't know I, again i'm no i'm no like music journalist no expert but i listen to a lot of hip-hop too which i think is like is like super important like and kendrick too is like so yeah that was gonna say he's yeah. just amazing he just you know sometimes he'll do it with just like a sample like that geraldo rivera sample that he used on damn and he's like, he's saying it without saying, like, he's not even saying it. He doesn't even have to. Like, I, I think that's sort of where, like, I go to a lot for for that, to feed that kind of thing in my own head, you know. All right. So we're coming to the time in the show where we're going to play some songs by Monograms. We're going to play four songs from the new record. Again, it's called Only a Ceiling Can Stay Inside Forever, and it's out now on Paper Cup Music. You can get it at monograms.bandcamp.com. We're going to hear the lead single, American Dreams, Lines, Still Vision, and Tire Tread. And we will be back. You're listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn. 
All right, we're back. We just heard four songs from Monogram's brand new record only. A Ceiling Can Stay Inside Forever. It's out now on Paper Cup Music. You can get it at monograms.bandcamp.com. And we heard the lead single, American Dreams, Lines, Still Vision, and Tire Tread. All right, now we're coming to the part of the show where Ian curated a playlist of great local tunes. And we're going to play them. Ian, who's up first? Um... Well, I really like that new Phantom Handshakes record that some friends of mine are involved with um, that came out over, like actually right around the time of my record here. I think that yeah. record is really great. Um, Russian Baths are another band, like local band that I really dig. I think they're, they're awesome. Yeah, so Phantom Handshakes, really cool project. Uh, Matt Sklar who plays in Parrot Dream, he plays in The Plains. He wrote these five five or six songs, but he told me, I saw him recently, he's like, I can't sing. So he got like the yeah. best singer. I'm a huge fan and of Federica. Awesome. Like, I've, I've collaborated with him on some music stuff before and he filled in on bass a couple times with monograms and he's just, he's just great and super talented. I, I just really like that new project yeah i'm a huge huge fan this this came out really great and she she uh she's also in the band sooner which is what i what i know her from and incredible the ep is called be estranged and i figure we could play you are an idea from the ep and then you mentioned russian baths totally different sounding band kind of because they're kind of like super dark and uh, like really noisy but awesome and very very talented i've interviewed them before they're both great people as well yeah i really like like the they have sort of some of that like 90s sonic youth stuff going on i also i really like when when bands have like duet singers and they, I think they utilize that like really, really well. Even again, like the thing of saying where from song to song on a record, it can kind of sometimes feel like a different world. I think that's cool. And when you have different singers, that'll so. Totally. Yeah. So let's play Ghost from their awesome 2019 album, Deep Fake. And then you have one more band you'd like uh, to hear. Yeah. I really like the. The PE record that came out at the end, like yeah, I that's really, a good one. I really yeah. like that. I love that label too, and um, that was actually like one of the that record release show was one of the very last shows I went to before you know the whole world kind of like shut down. And I think also that yeah. record has like a you know like a left a a nice lasting kind of taste in my mind. And I think it's an awesome record. I just, I love like the sound, like nature of it and stuff. Yeah, it's called Person. It's a really, really good record. It's out on Wharf Cat Records. It just came out literally a week before the pandemic really hit us hard. So it's a, it's a relic of another time. <laughs> yeah. But it's a great album. Yeah. Feels like a lifetime. 
Yeah, let's listen to Top Ticket. That's my favorite song on that record. All right, so we're about to hear three great local acts we're going to hear. You Were an Idea by Phantom Handshake, Ghost by Russian Baths, and Top Ticket by P.E. You're listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn.
We just heard a great three-song playlist of local tunes curated by my guest Ian Jacobs of Monograms. Again, for those keeping track at home, we heard You Are an Idea by Phantom Handshakes, Ghost by Russian Baths, and Top Ticket by P.E. Coming to the end of the show, Ian Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Eric, thank you so much for being a dope co-host. Thanks for having me, Tom. Ian, great to meet you. And awesome job. Great record. Loving it. Yeah, so you've put out two records in less than a year, Living Wire. Everyone check that out as well. We mostly talked about your new record, Only a a Ceiling uh, Can Stay Inside Forever. But that's also a pretty new record as well. Do you have anything else on the agenda for the rest of the year, early next year? Have you been spending more time writing and recording uh, later in the year? Third record, perhaps? I actually, I mean, it might sound kind of insane, but yeah, I actually am working on maybe like an EP for 
early next year or something like that. And I'm toying with the idea of taking some of the songs from Only a Ceiling and handing them off to some like um, electronic musician friends of mine to do some remixes of a few songs, which I think would be really cool. But, you know, within modern technology and like the way, the way that, the way that I like to work, I'm always writing stuff or always trying to mess around with, with something. So I think something else will come out again soon, um, but we'll see. But I'm, I'm definitely working on some other stuff, yeah. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. Everyone, new record, Only a Ceiling Can Stay Inside Forever by Monograms. You can get it on Bandcamp, monograms.bandcamp.com. Living Wire, also awesome and relatively new. It came out uh, last fall, about a year ago, and that's available on vinyl at monograms.bandcamp.com. Ian. Great to finally you chat too. with you. Congrats on the release of this record, and we're looking forward to hearing more stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. And we're going to play one more song from Only a Ceiling Can Stay Inside Forever to end the show. This is called Advocate. You've been listening to Local Fidelity on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll see you next week.